Shine 1049, Darren Potzer in studio with me, Lorenda Ray, and our special guest today. What an honor to have Sheriff Ozzy pronounce your last name for us. Knezovic. Okay, what nationality is that? Croatian. Okay, now Sheriff Ozzy, you've decided not to continue on as sheriff. How many years have you been sheriff in our area? 16 years and almost uh, eight months, but who's counting? Okay, so end of December is your last day. And what happens next? What's the next step for you? You know, I have a goal of teaching at the college level, do some uh, consulting and law enforcement leadership training. All my kids went went back to my hometown, which is Rock Springs, Wyoming. Parents are there, both my wife and my dad are there. We're heading to Rock Springs. How do you get from Wyoming to Washington? It was a... Uh, interesting adventure. Uh, I started my career in Wyoming law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Wyoming law enforcement didn't get paid very well. So I applied for the city of Olympia and worked there for a year. Um, my son's asthma didn't do all that well on the wet side of the state. Uh, so we remembered Spokane in our travels. We really liked Spokane. Uh, so I applied for the sheriff's office here and in 1996 came to work for the Spokane County Sheriff's Office. That was just to be hired as a deputy uh, because there was only one elected sheriff. Ten years after I came to work here, I was unanimously appointed by the Board of County Commissioners to fill the remainder of um, the former sheriff's term, and I stood election in November of 2006, won that election, and became the elected sheriff in November of 2006. Where does your passion come from? Is it a passion to defend the Constitution? Is your passion to defend your faith because you're a person of faith? Well, you know, as Sheriff of Spokane County, just like everything in my life, uh, it's always going to be God first, country second, family. That's just the way I, I was raised. I firmly believe that this country was formed by God. The Constitution is a God inspired document. So, when you're defending God, you're, you're defending everything that he created. I firmly believe that this country was created and inspired by the hand of God. So for me, the passion comes from service to people. The Bible is all about service, uh, especially Jesus's ministry. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that really troubled me with the, uh, the whole COVID issue the mandates, that really, truly bothered me, especially the vaccine mandates. Uh, that's a personal choice. And I believe that before you put something in your body, you should have that choice to do that. We took people's jobs away from them. I mean, when I say we, the government, that is something that I will never forget. And that is something I will never forgive because our Constitution doesn't allow us to do that. I have a friend from England that I was talking to about this, and he said, wait a minute, time out. They forced people to get vaccinated? And I said, yeah. He says, you're Americans. What happened to your liberty? I, I had speechless. I, there's nothing I could say back because he's right. What happened to our liberties? Fear overcame decency and common sense. And I believe that the government owes all those people that they took their jobs away a major apology and reparations because now you can do those same jobs and not be vaccinated. Mm. What's the difference? Nothing changed. COVID's still here. That was some horrible things that were done to the people of this country. 
Did that affect any of your sheriff deputies? No, because no way would I enforce that type of mandate. Matter of fact, I went to the Board of County Commissioners and told them that I will be the first one that resigns. Your local contemporary Christian music station, Shine 104.9, have a special guest in studio today, and that is Lorenda Ray, but also <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff Ozzie Knezovich is here. How, what an honor for us to be able to talk to Sheriff Ozzie. As he's kind of headed out the door, it's so sad because he's been our sheriff for, what'd you say, Ozzy, 16 plus Six, years? 16 years, eight months. Now, I remember we had the opportunity to interview you a few years ago, and right around then, marijuana was being legalized in our state. Here we've had it now for I'm not sure how many years, but what's the impact from a sheriff's mm. perspective? Well, that just opened Pandora's box <laughs> because when we legalized marijuana, we truly did open Pandora's box. I was the only elected official in Spokane County to actively campaign against that initiative. I was told by my peers, Ozzy, that's pulling at 60%. You could lose your next election because of this. And I went, if I lose my next election because I stood for common sense, I'm okay with that. What's been the net result? We have roughly 300,000 kids a year go to the emergency room with uh, schizophrenic breaks that they're not recovering from because the THC levels in the marijuana that's being produced today is off the charts, especially if you're vaping marijuana oil because that oil is so highly concentrated. Mm. You have the cartels. And remember, they told us, oh, if we legalize, the cartels all go away, everything. The cartels are stronger than ever. Illegal marijuana is stronger than ever to the point that the retailers are upset with law enforcement that we're not doing enough to crack down on the illegal marijuana grows. And now we have marijuana being used by kids at the sixth grade level. Drugs have overtaken school. And then let's talk about the homeless issue that we have here that's driven by drug use and co-occurring mental health issues because we are just now starting to see the first economic homeless issues because people are being priced out of housing. People can't, I have to choose between fill my vehicle up and go to work or lose my house. I mean, for years I've been asking our elected officials, what happens when you spend all this money on drug addiction and mental health homelessness when you start seeing the economic side of it, what are you going to do then? Because the majority of what we see in homelessness is mental health issues and co-occurring drug and alcohol abuse issues. And that is all stemming straight from the legalization because people came here, paint this picture that this is a local problem. No, it's not. I've talked to the homeless. The drug issue, take a look at every state that has legalized and tell me what your their home, homeless issues are. I watched Colorado when they legalized, and we were about 18 to 24 months behind them. And as they progressed through things, we mirrored it. So how would you communicate to children that this is really dangerous when you've legalized it and when you say, well, yeah, you can you can have it. Okay. there. If there's one thing the legislature needs to fix, it is not okay for people to possess drugs, nor is it compassion. I hear the word compassion all of the time used with the homeless situation. You tell me where the compassion in allowing people to shoot poison into their body and it's killing them, where that is truly compassion. 
the harsh reality is the younger you start using marijuana, the worst it is. It mm. damages the brain on yep. young people. Yeah. Our homeless issue, quite frankly, we had adopted the wrong philosophy, a handout versus a hand up. As long as you're giving free stuff to people, there's no motivation to change. But when you say, we want to help you, we want to get you out of the situation, we want to get you cleaned up morally, physically, mentally, you know, mind, body, spirit. We want to help you get a job. We'll help you with some job skills and into housing and break that cycle. That's true compassion. But simply holding them down and allowing them to sit in the quagmire of a Camp Hope in the mud and the filth, tell me that's compassion. Oh, but sure, if you're getting political, it, this is political, folks. This is political ideology at war with each other. It's not about helping people up. It's holding people down. A voice of common sense we don't hear enough of. Uh, our very own Sheriff Ozzy Knezovich, and we'll be back with you here in just a few minutes, so hang on. The struggles and the trials that we've been facing here in Spokane and even in Washington State. But is there hope in sight? We've got Camp Hope, and that just, oh, it's so sad when we go through that area and when we see just homeless people all over the place and we see an economy that's just out of control. And so is there hope? What is on the bright side of Spokane? Some of the bright sides are coming next October, we will open a roughly $50 million law enforcement training facility. It's a first ever type of partnership between the United States military and uh, local government, the Air Force, because training is where everything else is built from. You can't be competent in your job if you haven't been trained right. You can't be confident in your job if you haven't been trained right. Professionalism. So training uh, for our local law enforcement it will be very much enhanced moving forward. We're actually working with the state of Washington to rewrite the basic law enforcement academy curricula because the current curricula is not legally defensible. By January of 24, because of our team working with the state, we'll have that brand new curricula and it will be legally defensible. And we will ensure that every law enforcement officer in the state has a proper training. Those are our real wins. The harder wins comes only when the left and the right put down the swords and actually come to the table to help fix problems. That's the reason we can't fix Camp Hope right now. The state has ordered Empire Health and Catholic Charities not to come to the table and join our emergency communications operations center to help fix that problem. They will not talk with us. They won't give us any assistance. They won't give us any data. And it, it is purely political at this point. So until the left and the right can do what our founding fathers found a way of doing, which was put the swords down and work towards common sense fixes, we're in trouble. And folks, the reason we're in trouble is we keep electing extremes on both sides of the aisle. We elect the extremes. And the 80% of us in the middle are going, what happened here? How did we get here? And they're starting to wake up to the fact that, hey, we can't 
we can't keep electing these extreme voices. We have to find people that care about, number one, this country. It can't be about you. It can't be about your power. It has to be about this country. It has to be about this state, this county, this city. Because if you're doing it for any other reason than serving the people, then you need to be removed. You need to be gone. But that only happens if you vote in the primary. The general is one thing. The primary is where Mm -hmm. all of the good decisions actually are made. Mm -hmm. If you elect extremes on the left and you elect extremes on the right in the primary, what have you left with in the general? You're only getting the extremes, and it usually comes down to this. Oh, that's great. Another choice between uh, bad and worse. So we, the people, need to remember that this government, there's no such thing as the government because the people are the government. Mm. And until you wake up and start taking charge, which means voting in the primaries, getting good people elected, you're going to have these extremes destroying your lives. Shine 104.9, Darren Potzer, Lorinda Ray, and special guest today is Sheriff Ozzie Knezovich. How cool is that? And, you know, a little intimidating when he walks into our office here because you're thinking, all right, did I do any, did I speed or did I do anything yeah, illegal yes. today? So got this, any warrants? Yes, this whole thing you got going on. Uh, like He's got the body armor. Well, I thought it'd be fun <laughs> to do a prank and walk around the office and just stand outside a few people's office and kind of whisper to the sheriff <laughs> and point at him. But you're leaving us and you're going to probably head towards your own homeland. Remind us where that is again. Wyoming. Okay. Real quick about your family, and then tell us a little bit more about what's it like to be a sheriff. My family, I have a son that's in law enforcement, and I have a daughter who's a teacher, and I have another daughter who's a flight medic. They're all doing well. If people ask, you know, why uh, the retirement, in 2018, my wife really didn't want me to, to run for office in 18. As we're driving back from Wyoming visiting the kids, she said, you know, I know you have a few more things you'd like to accomplish. You really care about the community, care about the agency. I'm okay with one more run, but understand it's one more run, Ozzy, just one. So I got my mulligan, I guess. Um, So there are no more. And uh, much of that reason is because all the kids and our our dads, our extended family, are all in Wyoming. My oldest grandkid's nine now, and I think it's time. You know, my wife's followed me all over the world for roughly 35, 36 years now. Uh, she came to Korea when I was stationed in, in Korea. I figure after 36 years of following me, I probably owe her. So it's time to uh, to move forward. And uh, you, you asked uh, about what it's like to be a sheriff my job is really problem solving on a daily basis. Uh, at times, it feels like crisis management on a daily basis. I spend a lot of time in meetings. And here's what I used to tell young kids that I used to go and read uh, at Head Start on Dr. Seuss Day. The most important thing that they'll ever learn how to do is read and write. They'll go, well, why? Because you can't really do anything in life if you can't read and write. Because believe it or not, the life of a, a, a sheriff, the life of a deputy sheriff, a lot of it is composed of reading and writing, writing reports, writing whatever, reading new laws, reading, you're continually learning. 
A lot of mine is really at the the policy procedure levels. A lot of mine is um, working with people to solve community issues. The sad thing is, is prior to 2016, you could reach across the aisle and you could actually work with people. After 2016, and I'll be more specific, after November of 2016, that died. And now both sides are at it. But I will tell you, if you really want to read as to explains why we're in the mess we're in politically in the United States, you need to go and read George Washington's farewell address. And here's why. Because President Washington warned us of this day. He warned us against going with the party system. He said, the party system will destroy this country. He said, when one side's in power, they'll take out and abuse the other side, and it will just escalate. He said, you need to elect people of character and people of courage and people that care about the country. He foresaw what we're living today. It's Shine 104.9 in Spokane, Coeur d'Alene, and Sandpoint. Lorenda Ray with you, Darren Potzer, and our guest today, Sheriff Ozzy Knezovich. And you've been sharing today with us a, a little bit about some of your experience as a sheriff. You know, it's an interesting dynamic for law enforcement children. I'll never forget the day my son walked up to me and went, Dad, just so you know, I don't want to be a police officer. I said, okay, explain that one to me. Because that's all I've heard from you all your life of this is what you want to do. And I think he was around a junior at the time. He said, Dad, I watch what happens to your deputies. And I watch what the media does to them. Mm -hmm. I watch how you have to go and defend them. And I just don't want to do that. And I went, okay, fair enough. What do you want to do? Well, I don't want to go to college either. I went, okay, what do you want to do? I said, because doing nothing's not an option, and zero education is really not an option. Uh, he said, I want to be a mechanic. And I said, more power to you. And he went to mechanic school and all this other stuff and was really good ca- uh, mechanic. And then um, about five years later, I get this phone call, and he said, uh, Dad, yeah, I took the test. And I knew ex- immediately what he, he just said. <laughs> And I went, why would you do that? And this was in the 2016 time frame. And all the uh, Colin Colin Kaepernick kneeling stuff was going on. I said, why did you do that? He said, because you told me that uh, the secret to life is serving people. Mm. But that's why he became a a police officer, which is the right reason to become a police officer is to help people. My daughters didn't like the fact that I was uh, a police officer because I guess I ruined a few dates. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff Ozzy Knezovich is our guest today. This is so cool to get to talk to him as he kind of winds down. He's been a blessing to our community for the last 16 plus years as sheriff, and he's retiring at the end of this month here in December. The ails of society, you've seen it now for 16 plus years, because even before that, you're a deputy. What drives bad guys? I mean, that's my question. Why is there always bad guys? You know, um, evils existed from the time of the beginning. Uh, You can take it back to Adam and Eve, bad choices, apples, trees, the whole thing, Um, Cain Abel. 
when God sent us down here, he didn't send us down here with any, any guarantees. Plus, he sent us down here to see if we're going to live up to a commitment to live, live and walk his way. You know, Satan, Israel, he, he influences things. So we've had bad people from the inception of humanity. But, you know, there are some bad people, if you want to classify them as bad, that are really just misdirected people and they can be helped. I've seen many people go through programming, especially when I ran the jail, that would walk up to me two, three years later and go, hey, look, I've been clean for three years. I graduated from your programs. And, and they usually had a little kid next to them mm-hmm. going, and this is my son or daughter. And they're doing fine. They're doing great. But then there are just people that are pure evil. And I've had the misfortune of having to stare into the eyes of some very truly just evil people. You can see it in them. They, there's no, it's almost like there's no soul there. There's definitely no compassion for anything. So the secret is trying to convince those who are influenced by the truly evil to choose a different way rather than go that direction. And that's really what we and quite frankly, the business you're in is all about is trying to influence people not to make those bad choices, not to make those bad decisions. But most importantly, society needs to get back to the point of if you make that bad decision, then you're going to be held accountable. You're going to be held responsible because right now there is no accountability for doing bad things. Mm-hmm. You don't go to jail. You don't go to prison. And quite frankly, some of those folks will tell you that it was the most fortunate day in their life, the day that they got arrested and put in jail, because it made them wake up. Mm. And it made them realize, I have truly hit rock bottom. So you're kind of Wyatt Earp for our community. Do you have just one or two stories from your long years of service that might stick out, that might be kind of exciting, that people are like, wow, that's a real sheriff story? Man, yeah, there, there are several. I'll, I'll, I'll go with one because it speaks to this horrible rhetoric that has been hoisted upon the people of this country from our media and, our, and some of our electeds that the only thing law enforcement does is show up and kill people. And that is an active narrative that they are pushing, which is so far from the truth, it's unbelievable. This, that is a pure evil statement. This is what I tell my deputies when, you know, confronted by that is we know who we are. We know what we do. We do it with the honor and we try to give people dignity and we're the good guys. And 85% of this community believe in you and they do. 85% of this community believes in, in their law enforcement. So going with the theme of all we do is show up and shoot people. Well, if that was true, I'd, I'd have shot many people by now. I haven't shot anybody, but I've had this type of conversation. Sir, put that gun down. No, I'm not putting the gun down. Sir, please put the gun down. No. Sir, I'm telling you, if that muzzle moves, you're going to be shot. Put the gun down. No, I'm not putting it down. And then I went, I stated, I went, you know, I may shoot you and it may not kill you. It may make you a quadriplegic. He immediately put that gun down. All right. That's what you call de- de-escalation. People, yes. it makes people think. He had no problem dying. But the thought of being a quadriplegic ended that discussion. Yeah. And I've had those discussions time and time again with people of, 
put the gun down. And fortunately, I've been able to talk people into doing so. Not everybody's that lucky. And I've also had to look into the eyes of young men, young women who have had to pull the trigger, have had to take a person's life. And I've watched how that shatters their lives. And we, as a society, I believe have done a really good job of pushing back on that false narrative. And I hope to continue to push back because the men and women who wear this job, 99% of them wear it for the right reason, do it honorably. And the ones who don't, we tend to weed them out. Wow, we sure appreciate your bravery and your service to this community and you know, being willing to risk your own life to protect our city and the people. Sheriff Ozzy Knezovich is our guest today on Shine 104.9. And stick around, more with Ozzy in a few minutes. In this day and age, there's a lot of crime that we see. What is something that we can do to protect ourselves so that we're not living in fear, but we can feel like, hey, you know, we're doing the best that we can to protect our family? Vote for people that don't set policy that make you live in fear. That is number one. You need to take back your safety. And the way that happens is you stop electing people that set policy that make you unsafe. The second way is to always kind of be vigilant. I mean, it's very hard to live in that state. For most people, law enforcement, we learn to live in that state. But in today's day and age, you know, turn lights on in dark areas because it really doesn't cost you that much to do so. Alarm systems, you have video alarm systems. I recommend all of that. But most importantly, just be vigilant about what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. Because bad guys, they can pick somebody that's just totally oblivious to everything out really quick and they make the best victims because it never they never see it coming but if they see you looking around and you appear to be you know watching your surroundings that is a main way of making sure you don't get victimized but if you really want to know how to make yourself safe stop electing people that are making your entire environment unsafe what is something that we as a community can do to support our local law enforcement? There's all kinds of ways. The Sheriff's Office has a volunteer effort. It's called the Spokane County Policing Effort. You can get a hold of one of our SCOPE volunteers and, um, and volunteer to help the community that you're living in because mm-hmm. we have 17 different SCOPE stations. What would that look like, a SCOPE volunteer? Uh, we actually have people out in in scope marked vehicles driving around and being an extra set of eyes. If you see something, that you call that in. We'll do house checks. Also do fingerprinting for, for children to ensure if they were ever abducted, we have all that information at, on, on hand. Mm-hmm. The parent does. They do a lot of the traffic control for major events around the county. The, the small cities probably couldn't put on their parades in that without scope. So the Sheriff's Community-Oriented Policing Effort is something that would be well worth looking into as far as supporting or and actually getting involved. Neighborhood Watch is another. Mm-hmm. And um, simply acknowledging the deputies, you know, waving uh, to them with all five fingers is a real good start. 
<laughs> if I volunteered for scope, would I be able to pull over Lorenda if she was driving too fast, as an example? No. Oh. Uh, you don't have those type of enforcement. <laughs> but you can set up our radar units to help us uh, in areas that we're having speeding issues. So there's a, uh, there's a, a ton of things that scope actually does that helps this community. So, Ozzy, as we're wrapping up our interview with you today... With all your years of experience and all your commitment and your service to the Spokane community, are there any words of wisdom, any words from your heart that you would like to share with our listeners? You know, I've been very blessed as my time as sheriff. I've had overwhelming support in the community since basically day one. That I will never forget. Even when it seems like the other side's forces were pounding on the door and I I was like I don't know if I'm going to make a, another round here it was a citizen that would walk up and go sheriff you know uh, just you need to know that you're doing a great job I got one of those phone calls um, yesterday from uh, an individual because of uh, a headline in the paper this week and they're, they're like just so you know the vast majority of this community supports you and let them come at you all they want it's not affecting how we feel about you. That's kind of neat when you have that type of, of support and have had that type of support for all of these years. And my goal has never been to embarrass this community, to do anything at all to ever embarrass the, the, the community uh, because you rely on us to do it and do it right. So my focus has always been to try to make sure that we do it, we do it right and never let this community down. When the legislature changed all their the rules on us in 21, and under the guise of reforming my pr- profession, for those of you that don't know what I'm exactly talking about, 2021 is when the legislature passed their police reforms that prevented us from doing our jobs in major ways. And people were afraid of doing their jobs at that point. I pulled all the uh, deputies, as many as we could get in, to Central Valley High School. And I told them that regardless of what the legislature has done, we have a job to do. And we are not going to abandon our community to a bunch of thugs. We are not going to let the thugs take this community over. We live here. Our families live here. Your children, your moms, your dads, we all live here. We are not turning this community over to a bunch of thugs just because our legislature's bought into a false narrative of all we do is show up and kill people. Then I told the supervisors after I dismissed the line staff, your leadership will be determined on how you help these kids. They need you. They need to know that you're there. They need to know that you're helping them and that they are supported and they will be taken care of. And... We have always stuck to that. And, you know, this whole situation with Camp Hope, this has to be resolved. Regardless of how much the the state wants to stall it out, this has to be resolved. It has to be resolved very shortly, and it will be. Um, We have an entire neighborhoods that are being held hostage by this. You have businesses that are about ready to go under because of this. You'll never convince me that this is the way humans should live or be treated. Rather than raising people up, they will force us all down to the lowest common denominator. And that cannot happen. 
and that camp cannot stand. You know, the, the Spokane County Sheriff's Office, we have roughly 260 sworn deputies, a total staff contingency of, I believe it's right around three, 343, fairly large agency, $55 million budget. The next sheriff coming in, the thing that he has going for him is that he's on very, very strong foundational levels. Uh, we have a very strong intelligence unit, which works very well with our investigative units. We've only had one unsolved homicide in the last 18 years. We're closing in on that one. The agency is on very strong foundational structure, and the sheriff coming in has been part of my command staff for the last six years. Six years ago, he asked me, what do I need to do to, uh, to sit in that seat? And I told him, he went out, got his master's. He did a lot of work. And John Knowles will uh, do a good job as sheriff. I have no doubt about that. He has the the drive, and uh, he also has the passion to to do what's right. Spokane County's being left in very good hands. The Spokane County Sheriff's Office is a very good agency, and this county can be very proud of that. We do more training than any law enforcement agency in this state, and we have an international reputation for the training we put on. We're the only agency in the United States that has our curricula certified at an international level. We're really going to miss you. I know you say that we're going to be in good hands, but it's going to be a big hole in Spokane. I'll ride with our patrol deputies on December 31st. Uh, I usually do that on New Year's Eve. I go out and ride with patrol. At midnight, I'll do my final uh, call, and uh, that will be the end. And a whole new beginning, right? And a whole new new beginning. A whole new beginning. Well, you know what? We sure appreciate you taking the time to be with us today and share from your heart and share some of your experiences. And on behalf of myself and Darren, and I'm sure the rest of the community, we so appreciate your service to Spokane and have so much respect for the work that you have done. And you've really made a positive impact for us and uh, for our community. So thank you. Thank you, Sheriff Ozzy Knezovich, for your work and your commitment to God, to our Constitution, and to our community. Well, thank you for having me on and to the Spokane community. It's been my greatest honor to serve you, and uh, I will be praying for you. You have the ability to turn this all around if you simply engage. Shine.